Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Nice to have you back. Have you been enjoying our segment about being rooted in our self-work? Well, you know how we do. We take time to go over that wonderful information shared in our interview. This is our tools and tips show. Before I move forward, I want to correct a statement that I made during podcast number 83, A New You, episode 45, Securing Our Self-Worth. It was the episode that kicked off this segment. I don't know if you remember, but in that episode, I explained how the disciples wanted to call down fire because the Samaritans did not know that Jesus was the Son of God. Instead of treating Jesus with authority and fulfilling his wishes by providing housing, They rejected him. And in my sharing, I emphasized how Jesus also knew what it meant and felt like to not be received. And so many times we experience this similarly in our own lives when we're dealing with our own worth. People just don't see our value. They don't see our worth. And sometimes when they're not seeing it, it's easy to be or feel rejected by them. Nevertheless, I've given you so much information. In my enthusiasm, I provided emphasis that the Samaritans did not know the true identity of Jesus. We talked about him being a healer, a miracle worker, being able to be touched by sinners, but still embracing them and loving them, all the great things that Jesus exudes in his personality and his spirit, that you walked near Jesus and you touched him and you got some good that day. And I shared that. I talked about it. I would say, though, that this statement is not completely accurate. In other sections of the Gospels, they reveal how the Samaritans learned about Jesus through the woman at the well. When they met Jesus for themselves, they not only believed the gospel that Jesus shared, which really means the good news, but they also knew just from how Jesus was speaking that he, in fact, is the Christ. As I 
ponder over these passages, I began to wonder, what happened from the point of them knowing who Jesus is to the point where they had rejected him? And I would say that as I was reading, I was kind of baffled and I was kind of, it, it, it stopped me in my tracks because I was like, oh, hold up. Again, I didn't tell you guys the complete story. I looked at it as, hey, they rejected him because they didn't know him. Well, from the Gospels, oh, they knew him all right. But instead of receiving him, they pushed him away. And so I was having my Bible nerd moment and I'm digging, I'm trying to find, I'm saying, what's going on? What's happened? Why at this point did they stop believing? Why at this point are the disciples so frustrated at their unbelief and their rejection of Jesus that they were so willing to ask Jesus if they can call fire down on it? What happened? Apologies for dramatic sake. Well, as I was reading, I could not find a concrete answer. The only information provided is the one statement in Luke 9:53 which states, "But they did not receive him because he was traveling toward Jerusalem." I cannot remember if I mentioned in the previous episodes that the Jews and the Samaritans hate each other. Oh, that's been, that was going on for a good minute. I would like to go in more detail about it, but we'll be here forever. So I'll just say, you know, go ahead and research it on your own. There we go with that Google. It comes in handy. What was going on? Why the Jews didn't like the Samaritans? Samaritans didn't like the Jews. I digress. When Jesus took the time to remain in their village, speaking with them, when he was speaking with the woman at the well and they came back and they talked to him. During that time, Jesus completely disregarded the strife between the cultures. He looked at them as people and in them being people, he shared his father's truth. He met with them without cultural limitations. However, just by him expressing that he was not staying, but rather going back to his people, the Samaritans didn't want to be bothered. Of course, they knew Jesus was the Son of God, but their actions dismissed this truth to the point that they no longer received him. The Samaritan's response leads to our first tip. Tip number one. Deanne indicated several times that understanding our worth begins with seeing, hearing, and receiving how God sees us. For the Samaritans, 
they stop seeing, hearing, and receiving Christ. They reverted to their previous understanding that their cultures hated each other. As soon as they began to think that Jesus was not for them, they quickly rejected him. As I make this statement, how often do we respond similarly? We may think that God is too slow in answering our prayers. So we kind of push him aside. We may see him bless others and think, where is my blessing? Or we may just get tired of being in the same situation over and over again. We just want reprieve. God, are you seeing me? On all occasions that I just described, we push them aside due to our disappointment. But this tip, this tip of understanding our worth begins with seeing, hearing, and receiving how God sees us is so important because the call is for us to see our worth through God's eyes regardless of what's going on around us. Regardless of how others are treating us or what others are receiving. This tip is purely, and I mean purely, I can't even say it right, but you get it purely on the notion of receiving Christ and being secure in God. Tip number two. Deanne added to the notion of believing and receiving to address our inner critical voice. You're probably wondering, how does that work? Good question. When we infuse our being with God's qualities, we begin the journey of removing our self-judgment. Ooh, that judgment gets it. Ooh, that thing is be too much sometimes. You know, it's being bombarded with criticalness. Instead of it, instead of being bombarded, beaten up by our own criticalness, we begin to have conversations with God. While speaking with God, we allow him to help us get to the root of our behavior. And you know, it includes our criticalness. Tip number three. It combines tips number one and number two. This tip requires that you do some reflection and writing. Are you ready for it? Here we go. Tip number three. 
is to identify the areas of your life where you stop receiving Christ. When I say stop receiving, I mean stop believing in the power of Christ over your circumstances. Not only do you stop believing, but you take the next step of not receiving his guidance in your life. This can be in the area of work, relationships, personal achievements, and the whole lot. And sometimes during this reflective work, it can kind of sting a little bit, but keep at it. There's a purpose, which leads me into tip number four. After you identify the items, now identify what forced you to stop believing and receiving. For the Samaritans, theirs were twofold. Not believing that Christ was for them and reverting to a previous understanding of cultural differences. As I say this, I'm like, man, this still applies to us today. How about for you? Are these some of those elements that have stopped you from believing and receiving? You thought that Christ was no longer for you? You thought, that he was indifferent towards you for some reason or another. Okay, let's keep going. I know it's getting a little hot over here. Tip number five. Once you completed tips three info, now jot down your fears. These fears usually revolve around thinking that you're not measuring up or self-judgment, or performance and perfection pitfall. Also, here's a good one. Write down your fears that include being successful in this area. You may be like, huh? That don't make no sense. Yep, mm -hmm. I'm about to tell you, I'm about to tell you. I think by now, you guys have heard me numerously pleading and wanting for this little podcast to reach more people. I've had my wonderful PSAs numerously. And if you're following me on social media, you've seen my posts and, and all those great things. And why am I so like, oh, let's do it? Because well, it's good information, good information. Even though, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if I. I'm telling you all my business again. But even though I have big hopes and dreams for this little podcast, I still have concerns or fears about it. I fear that with more people listening, I will receive more criticism for what's being shared. Instead of receiving positive feedback, I become bombarded with negative feedback. The negative feedback includes how the podcast is not helping anyone. 
Another thought, maybe I'll be criticized for how the show should be moderated. Mm-hmm. Simply the fear of success. In this tip, fears, they, they circle around, they come about, and they get you in every area of your life. And, and it comes in your mind and it takes over. It hijacks you to the point that is difficult to not only receive the good, but even consider that you're worthy of that good. That's why, write them on down. We're going to deal with them. We're going to deal with them. And how do we deal with them? Well, that leads me to tip number six, which combines tips three, four, and five. And this tip simply is create a prayer list. I want you to give all of this over to God. But here's the deal. You cannot pray once or twice and think everything will work in your favor. I'll be honest, as I say that, this tip is really for me because I have that tendency, oh, Lord, I prayed about it. Where's my blessing? Uh, yeah, sometimes it just don't work that way. Instead of expecting God to give you everything because you asked for it, instead, when you're praying, you're going to start spending time with God and you're going to allow him to pour into you. In his pouring, you are allowing him to shape your thoughts and feelings, which lead to your actions. Tip number seven. In addition to praying, another method to assist in removing self-judgment is simply by reading our Bibles. Now, it sounds so easy and simple, but I definitely liked how Deanne acknowledged that sometimes we can read the Bible and be bombarded with a to-do list. Or we may just see God as a drill sergeant. You ain't measuring up. This happens to the best of us. I don't know if you guys remember, but a long time ago, we highlighted some great scriptures that reinforce our goodness in God. I strongly encourage that you go back and listen to podcast number 46, A New You, episode 10. I believe what the Bible says about me, as well as podcast number 53, A New You, episode 17, I Will Meditate. Both of these episodes are great episodes because they talk about the goodness of God and who we are in him and not this pointing of the finger, you're a bad person, but rather that God is on our side. And that's what I want you to be fueled with, that he is with you, that he loves you, he thinks you're incredible, and he wants to be with you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. Oh, great things. Go back, take a listen, because I don't want that critical voice 
to keep you from being infused with something that's so much positive than what we see on TV, than what we read in the news, what we watch on the news, what we're Googling. I want you to be able to see that you have more that's been promised to you that goes beyond what we are seeing right now in this crazy time. Okay, I just keep talking. Tip number nine. We have spoken about this tip numerously on the show. That is finding safe people and building a support team with them. Yes, we do need other people in our lives. And De'Aaron, she reiterated this as she was speaking. She stated, what are these safe people? What do they look like? These safe people are those who listen. They do not judge or condemn you. They do not place expectations or standards upon you. They support you and pray with you. In the end, she added an important criterion. Safe people should also assist with unraveling your thought process. Yeah, we get stuck. Sometimes we do just need just a little help to obtain a new perspective and challenge our way of thinking. Since we do not want our minds to be a terrible thing to waste, we must also err on the caution side of whom we allow in our lives to help challenge our perspective. On certain occasions, our best friends are just not equipped. In these moments, it's okay to find more help, which may include professional help. We have talked about that numerously. It's okay. Ladies, we about to go ahead and hit tip number 10. All right, I'll be honest. It's actually not a tip, but it was something that Dan shared that I really enjoyed. I'm kind of paraphrasing. I think she said in about three or four minutes, I'm about to try and do it in one, so bear with me. But she stated that, and I want to remind you of this as well, that being that the sweetness of our dad, the sweetness of God, she stated that the creator of the universe placed his attributes in us. Our worthiness rests on his goodness and his awesomeness. Mm, 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 mm. He does not look at our defaults or base our worthiness on our actions. Instead, he looks at us as being his creation and leaps for joy over us. Ladies, embrace that. So many times, again, because we look at guys as drill sergeant, we don't see the goodness that he is pouring within us. 
we may be surrounded by difficulties, and that too may make it difficult to see that he is in the pouring out of his goodness and his awesomeness in us. And within that, that's where our worthiness comes. All right, ladies, you've made it through all 10 tips. You done heard me talk. And these tips, these tools, they're here to help us to remain secure and rooted in our self-worth. And I know so many times I would like to give you some cliches so I can sound cool. But at the end of the day, and even in my own journey, I've learned that I can't do this without him. And so it comes out a lot in the podcast because he overflows within my spirit and he lets me know that I'm here. And in that, I definitely try to share what he's been teaching me and the things that I've been growing in and also the things that I've wrestled with. And I'm constantly wrestling with my worth. I'm constantly wrestling with my own value. And these are the things that I have to go back to because it's so easy to be blindsided by what's going on around me, by that inner voice just haunting me, telling me all these crazy things. And sometimes I just got to just sit myself on down, meditate in him and be refueled with his goodness versus that voice that's nagging at me. So ladies, I, I want you to see and, and hopefully know that you are worthy. No matter what, no matter what is going on around you, no matter what someone tells you, you are worthy. And I also hope that you see, and please be cautious of not placing your worth in things that do not validate you long-term and do not fulfill you long-term. And how can you do the opposite? By allowing God to continually validate you. He will send people at the right time to give you a good compliment. He will let you know some kind of way that you're on the right path because he knows that you need it and he's overflowing within you with his goodness. All right. Because I can just keep talking. I feel it coming. I'm trying to slow it on down so you ain't here for 50 minutes. But come back next week. We have a great new segment. It's going to be on and popping. I'm not going to tell you specifics. I just want you to come back and be surprised and encouraged and uplifted. See you next week.